We have some of the brightest people in the world here in California. And they're entrepreneurial, they're thoughtful, they're coming up with new ideas, but we have to incentivize them to do that. And you've heard about people moving out of California and that a lot of businesses have indeed left. They talk about regulation and they talk about the cost of living, but part of that cost is taxation. My guest today is Joe Venetieri, Mayor of Whittier and a tax expert. Today he'll talk about why people are leaving California and the impact of high taxes on the state. McDonald's started here, Carl started here, Taco Bell started here, In-N-Out started here. There was just a great entrepreneurial spirit when you're pushing people and they're leaving California, they're taking jobs with them, they're taking income with them, and those are tax dollars. I'm Siamai Karami. Welcome to California Insider. Joe, it's great to have you on. Welcome. Glad to be here. This is a really interesting situation for me. Well, when, you, when you asked me to come and, and, and talk and meet with you, I thought, what's he want to talk to the mayor of Whittier about? So I'm kind of interested that we're here and talking. We've talked a little bit before we got started here. Yeah, and, and we would love to talk to you because you are a tax expert on California and you're also a mayor. Yes. So we want to know... Two hats. <laughs> we want to know what's going on with taxes in California and we also want to know how the cities like yourself spend the money. What's happening with the money? Well, let me tell you about taxes. Um, so I, my background is I'm uh, a lawyer, but uh, I was at the State Board of Equalization for a number of years. Um, I'm still doing law practice and I do basically property tax work and I do sales and use tax, income tax, anything that relates to California. What, what we talk about California is if it moves in California, it gets taxed. So anything that moves gets taxed and we're always coming up with new ideas and new ways of getting money in. So uh, I basically defend companies and individuals and that in, in, in taxes. So uh, when it comes to uh, property tax, Proposition 13 and the like, um, that's, that's what I do for a living. And um, uh, it's a lot of fun, it's always challenging, especially California is very entrepreneurial. Uh, a lot of the things that start, um, start here. Uh, Silicon Valley, um, entertainment industry, um, uh, the uh, aerospace industry, most of that started here and uh, has, has gone out from here. So what's going on in California? California depends upon who you're looking at, tax foundation literature. California is either number two or number three in terms of tax uh, taxation in the United States of America. Uh, New York's up there. Of the highest. Right? Highest, yeah. New York's up there, Massachusetts up there, um, New Jersey, uh, California, we're the ones. And we, of course, in California, we have a, a, a personal income tax and bank and corporation tax. We have sales and use tax, we have property tax, we have local business taxes and the like. Um, and you go to other states, um, Elon Musk moved to Texas, well, he's got operation there, but there's no personal income tax in Texas. Same thing in, in uh, uh, Florida. Uh, now those places have very high property taxes to make up for it, but um, we have this whole gamut of taxes just like New York and Massachusetts. So what it does, um, it, it keeps a guy like me busy, um, but it also brings in lots and lots and lots of revenue. So um, it's, a, it's a situation where uh, people are, and you've heard about people moving out of California and that a lot of businesses have indeed left. 
they talk about regulation uh, and they talk about the cost of living, but part of that cost is taxation. And we are a high tax state. The positive thing, the negative thing is that for sales tax, I think we're number two in the country. Uh, income tax, we're like number two, I think. It just depends on how you look at it. But when it comes to property tax, we're like number 38 or 39 in the country, meaning our property tax is low, and that's because of Proposition 13. And we can say thank you to Proposition 13 because it keeps our property taxes low and keeps them predictable. Uh, a lot of these other states that don't have an income tax, they have a very high property tax. So um, when companies move out, a lot of it has to do uh, with the tax uh, numbers and the tax regulations. So that's something that's of concern to me. Uh, take my, my tax hat off and put my mayor hat on. Uh, it's something we need to be concerned about uh, as a people because those are good, good jobs. And a lot of it's manufacturing that's moving out. Uh, and so it's something that we as a, as a state need to be concerned about. So what is the impact when you see these kind of companies, good manufacturing jobs going to Texas? California's always had a great, great, great middle class. These jobs are middle class jobs. They're uh, union jobs, they're non-union jobs, but they're manufacturing jobs and they keep people gainfully employed so that they can afford to live here. When we have land values in California, which is as high as, high as they are, it's, you know, it's, it's most normal places was a third of your income uh, to afford your home. Here it's up to 50%. And when you lose those manufacturing jobs to other places, well, what's that gonna do to people? They're gonna end up with generally service jobs that don't pay, what, minimum wage? Well, nobody know, nobody can live on minimum wage. In fact, minimum wage was never, it was never intended to live on it. It was to, to, to give you a means, to give you a, a bottom, and then you, you try to work hard to get some education or get into a really good skill, and then you get a good manufacturing job. And we've had so many aerospace jobs here, just in, for example, Southern California, uh, that have for generation to generation have really uh, set the tone for uh, the, the standard of living in those jobs. A lot of them were related to the government for uh, aerospace manufacturing of new uh, jets and, and rockets and that. And a lot of that stuff is moving out. So it has a bad, uh, it can have a devastating effect on us. And the rich get richer kind of and the poor get poorer and, and the middle class kind of you know, moves, moves out. And that's a real problem in my opinion here in, in California. Now, uh, based on what you're seeing, is the state going to increase, keep increasing the taxes? Because there's been a trend that the income taxes have been going up and then but now there is this trend of companies moving out, individuals moving out. Do you think they're gonna continue increasing? Government always wants more money to spend. And what happens is when those jobs start moving out, what does that do to those who are losing their jobs? What does government have to do? They have to backfill it through um, uh, different types of devices. Uh, sometimes it's welfare, sometimes it's, you know, you name it. But as those jobs are moving out, well, now you got people who don't have money to afford to live. So who's going who's gonna to backfill that? It's the government. And the government is you and, you and I, and it's those who are still here who are being uh, productive, and we want to get those people back into jobs. We need to be providing incentives to not only keep people from moving out in businesses, but to bring them in. We have, uh, we have some of the, the, the brightest people in the world here in California. 
and they're entrepreneurial, they're thoughtful, they're coming up with new ideas, but we have to incentivize them to do that. And it doesn't incentivize them if we continue to increase taxes and, and, and put on regulation uh, in the hopes of helping everyone, don't get me wrong, but we get it backwards, I think, sometimes. And what we need to be doing is encouraging these businesses to come into California. And there is some of that going on. There are jobs, but it's not as bountiful as it used to be. As it used to be, right? Yes. And, and how was it in the past? So in the 60s, there, this, this was the aerospace. And I keep saying aerospace because my dad was a metallurgical engineer. And when he got out of World War II, um, he found job here uh, doing rockets and doing uh, technology for um, different types of applications of different types of metals, titanium, et cetera. Um, and so what happened during the 60s and the 70s, you had lots and lots of aerospace manufacturing going on in California. Um, then when the Berlin Wall came down in 19, what was it, uh, 89, I think it was, yeah. 89, yeah. 89, a lot of that government work that was um, trying to get more and more airplanes and, and, and defense contracts, a lot of that was gone. So we lost a lot of that base here. Um, and so it was, it was very plentiful in terms of those are good jobs and, and there was manufacturing, um, and there's construction. The construction industry always led the way uh, with jobs because there was manuf uh, manufacturing and housing going on. It was, it was a very, very uh, good time. Most of the fast food industry, where did it start? Right here. McDonald's started here. Carl started here. Taco Bell started here. in and out was started here. There was just a great entrepreneurial spirit in Southern California with people coming in from other places where they had issues about, well, we can't do that culturally or you don't look right or that. People come to California and a lot of new people were coming in and people were saying, well, I don't need to be hung up by the, the old stuff. I'm, I'm gonna be creative. And so you got, you got uh, a lot of, of uh, the, a lot of the motion picture writing and all that was here because it was it was creative. Same thing with aerospace. Same thing with with uh, restaurants. Um, th that was uh, uh, that was the way California was, and it's still that way to some extent um, in certain sectors. So my concern always, and I'm going to take the the lawyer and the the tax hat off, and I'm put on the mayor hat. My concern always is is for each generation to have it better than the generation before. What, which that means basically you've gotta have the ability to have a good job, good opportunity for a good life, uh, and that's the California dream. Folks, you've probably been hearing me talk about Vyrify for a while now. Vyrify has been getting a ton of phone calls from you and I thank you for supporting an investment that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, and i like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compounded, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There are no restrictions on your principal if you ever need your money back, and you'll get your monthly statement with no surprises. If you are not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio 
may be a very good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refi.com. Folks, I take my endorsements very seriously. If you're looking for a solid investment that helps people, contact my friends at Yrefi and then tell them Siamai Karami sent you. Now let's go back to the interview. Can you tell us about the money that these, we have a lot of taxes here and mm -hmm. how much of this goes to the state, how much of it comes to cities like you and how has the spending changed? Because there's a lot more money coming in, right? Y yeah, yes. Uh, um, let's talk about the property tax dollar. I know in Whittier, um, we have Los Angeles County Fire Department, great, great, great fire department. And the leadership there is super uh, and they take care of us well. Uh, 17 cents of every dollar, property tax dollar in Whittier goes to Los Angeles County Fire Protection District. Um, the rest of it goes to Sacramento and some of it comes back to the county for county services and back to the school districts. But the amount that comes back to the city of Whittier is seven cents. So seven cents on every property tax dollar comes back to Whittier, 17 cents to fire department, the rest is you know, education and to the, uh, the state and to the county. So for us, on property tax, we're what we call a low property tax city. Uh, we, can't fund, uh, we can't fund police and all the services that we need on seven cents. So what that means then is for many, many cities in California um, who are low property tax, uh, they rely basically on sales tax. And the sales tax, um, if it depends on what county you're in, we're in Orange County here, it's seven point, I think, seven five. LA County is um, nine, nine two five or nine seven five, I'm not quite sure. Each county's different. That money, uh, the city though, however, gets what we call the Brad Bradley Burns allocation. They get 1% of the sales tax dollar. So if, if in Whittier somebody buys, uh, goes to Carl's and buys a hamburger, uh, whatever the tax is, one cent of that's going to come back to the city of Whittier. So what happens is a lot of cities live on that sales tax revenue. And because the property tax doesn't really give you what you need uh, for, for providing public services. So, so you have the sales tax and depends upon where you're at, uh, but local uh, cities have uh, ability if the, with the consent of the people uh, to increase that sales tax rate and to, to make sure that more than that 1% uh, comes back. Um, and so uh, cities have done that. We did that in Whittier uh, because we didn't, the property tax was difficult. And I'm very appreciative of the fact that people of Whittier, and we make sure that, that on that money that comes back, they know where that money's being spent. Uh, so you have a sales tax, uh, and then of course you have personal income tax, and uh, California's got some of the highest rates in the country. And, there is a bill in the legislature, a couple of bills in the legislature again right now uh, that didn't make it through this session, but they'll be back in January to increase the, the, the uh, income tax rate. And it's, we have a, a, a millionaire's tax here, for example. If you make more than a million dollars, then there's a, a special extra tax that goes into a special fund. So um, the issue for me in California is, and, and this is where I come from, I guess, philosophically, um, we need to learn to live with what we bring in. We don't always need to be increasing. And um, if we can learn to live, we're fine. And um, 
Part of the problem is we have uh, California, I just saw uh, stats last week that said we're in about a $19 billion deficit as of the end of last month, $19 billion. Last year, and it depends upon what time last year, we were up to possibly, I think, $75 billion surplus. I mean, can you imagine the swing? That, that's, that's money that um, you know, is more than three quarters of all the states in the United States of America. So we have lots of money in California, uh, but it depends upon the economy, and that's why we're in the, the deficit. Although we have some good reserves and are appreciative of the fact that Sacramento, uh, I think it's 35 or $40 billion reserve for rainy day, but it's for rainy day. Uh, so it's, it, it swings back and forth, and that's why the economy is so important, and that's why inflation, and that's so important because when you're pushing people and they're leaving California, they're taking jobs with them, they're taking income with them, and those are tax dollars. So we need to learn to be fiscally prudent and, and learn to live on what we have. And if we have a rainy day, we have a problem, then we deal with it. But um, so it's, you get these wide swings, and uh, when you get the wide swings, uh, they're talking about taxing, uh, I'm trying to remember what the income tax is, it's like, it's like, uh, 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 I, no, I'm not going to say a figure because I, I don't know it right now, but a very small portion of people in the state of California fund, in essence, our, our personal income it tax. Is, isn't it like uh, the top 1% pay 50% of the personal tax? I think it's higher than that. Yeah, or yes. more, okay. Yeah, I think it's higher than that. So. These are people, Silicon Valley, Southern California, uh, people who are doing very, very well, and they're, they're, it's part of what they're doing is they're providing jobs. Well, some of those people <coughs> are, are moving, going to other states. And um, so we don't want that to happen. We want to keep those people here because um, they, they help provide jobs and, and provide what we're what we need to do. So most of the money is not going to you guys, right, to the cities? Oh, no. Very little from what you're saying. Correct. And then you guys provide the police and fire? Yeah, we're at the local government level. Remember, we have local government, we got city level, then we have county level, then we have state level, and then we have federal level. So at our local level, we're responsible for the police, responsible for the fire, we're responsible for the water, we're responsible for the parks, we're responsible for the libraries, we're responsible for the sewers. And I tell people, I said, you got a problem? You got a problem? That's why I always say local government is the best government there is because the government that's closest to the people is the most responsive. I said, you got a problem with your sewer? You're not gonna call the congressman. You're gonna call the mayor because it's gotta get fixed. So. We at local government, we are the ones who provide the basic essential services. County government uh, uh, does a lot of the social programs, mental health, uh, uh, juvenile de delinquency, and that they're the, um, they're the repository to make sure that the safety net, the people aren't falling through. That's basically what county does. They do also some of these also uh, essential services depending upon um, where, where it is in the county. So, but it's, it's it, the last line of defense, it's our responsibility. And that's why it's nonpartisan, because everybody needs clean water. 
everyone needs to be safe. It's got nothing to do with partisanship. That's one of the things that drives me nuts is we're talking about partisan things when it comes to public safety. When somebody does something, they're going to commit a crime, they don't look to see, oh, well, that person is this or that. or that. No, it's all about opportunity in committing a crime. And so public safety is our number one responsibility at the local government level. And it's a tough thing right now, candidly, uh, because of some of the things that we see going on. So wh where is the trend? In terms of going back to the taxes, is, is it going, is it going to go, you mentioned a couple of laws that didn't go through. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a push to increase more taxes? Because yes, yes. Um, I was just, just read about uh, yesterday. Uh, the, uh, the number of bills, I'm a member of what we call California Taxpayers Association. They keep track of all the tax legislation. I'm trying to remember how many billion dollars of tax increases was proposed that didn't make it through. Uh, Governor Newsom, uh, as much as I disagree with him much of the time, one of the positive things that he's done is he's held the line on tax increases because he knows well that the more you increase taxes, the less competitive we are as a state. And so um, he basically has told the legislature, and the legislature is partisan, and uh, there's a lack of balance in Sacramento. We don't really have the two-party system that we need where we balance and we say, well, that's good, but that's not good, and we work things out. So there's been tax legislation galore uh, that has been pushed this year, and um, he pretty much on most measures let it be known that he was not going to be supportive. And if you're not going to get the governor's signature, then what's the point? So uh, there is insatiable appetite for more taxes because more taxes means more opportunity to spend. And was it uh, back then when you, like 20, 30 years ago, was it the same? Did they always want to like, get more money for? There was balance. You had, you'd have a Republican governor and a Democrat legislature, or you'd have a Democrat, it'd be the other way, and they were always talking, talking, and it was balance. And, and sometimes when more money was necessary, they would work some things out. When it was clear that this is about governmental programs and we do really need this, um, things didn't go through. There was balance back then. We don't have that now. So there is nothing to stop it if there is more. There is no... Th no. <clears throat> right now, under Proposition 13, in order to pass a tax, either at the local level or at the state level, there has to be a two-thirds vote. Two-thirds vote. Right now in Sacramento, there's, more, there's a super majority of, of Democratic legislators so they always have the two-thirds vote. The only issue is whether, how far, and whether the governor's going to go for it or not. That's the problem. There's, there's just not the balance that we had even 10 years, 15 years ago. You are working with companies. How do they see the California state taxes? Uh, do they make a decision based on the taxes? There when, when companies make decisions about whether they're going to locate here or locate somewhere else, Tax comes into it, there's no question about it. But also air quality regulation, and I'm talking manufacturing, um, cost of living, uh, salaries, wages in that. We're a, high, we're a high cost state, taxes and all these things. 
Um, and the government has a definite uh, impact on this. Um, I've had businesses, clients that have moved out. And tax was not at the top, but there were some other things that were. And there's a lot of competition with other states. I mean, I don't, I don't know if people know this. There are states that actually, they have offices here in the Bay Area and in Southern California from other states and they go out and they knock on the doors of, of medium-sized businesses and say, here's the benefits of coming to our state. We have this workforce, we have these incentives, these tax incentives, et cetera, et cetera. They are actually literally here wow. taking our companies. And it's, it's sad. Uh, and, and those are jobs and that's tax revenue. So it's very competitive. California does have some programs to try to keep our, our businesses here, uh, and I'm thankful for that. I think we need to have more. Um, but we have something here that's very special, and it's been generation to generation. Uh, we have, uh, when it comes to a lot of technology and that, uh, we have a wonderful university system, both private and, and, and public, that trains people uh, for, for high technology. I mean. Um, there's a reason UC Berkeley, we have the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, which did all the, uh, all the work on, on splitting the atom. Uh, that came out of, out of, out of Berkeley. Um, we have um, uh, uh, aerospace uh, engineering in that uh, comes from uh, the Cal Polys, for example, and, and uh, universities uh, in the Bay Area and in Southern California. So we have, we have this wonderful higher education infrastructure for these types of industries. Um, and it's paid off generation to generation. And my hope is, I, I think it's the case, my hope is that we will continue that. And the people in the know understand that in order for California to be competitive, uh, and we used to, we were always at the top, us in like Massachusetts. The fact that Caltech is here in, in there's only two, Caltech, and in MIT in Massachusetts. Um, look at where all the Nobel, Pri Nobel Prize winners come from. I mean, it's always been, California has always been there. Uh, and the, the, the key is to make and continue to California be that way and, and to basically build on those building blocks. So uh, we have some wonderful advantages here. We just have to balance it though with the cost of doing business. We, we have a wonderful workforce here of people who are very well trained, but we can't be so costly that they go to Texas or someplace else where the cost of living is lower and uh, they're, they're doing a, a job on training their people there also. Did you ever imagine that there would be an office here <laughs> for, uh, from other states to no. recruit businesses? No, why, why, why should that be? Why should there be a, an office from Texas, from Florida, from, and I'm not talking about blue versus red. It's got nothing to do with it. This is all about bringing businesses from our state to their, their states because their costs are lower. And, and um, I, I think, you know, Sacramento sometimes gets this, sometimes they don't. Um, that's where I talk about the balance again. We need to have balance. But uh, there are people in Sacramento who understand this, that we're getting poached. We're getting poached by other states 
of wonderful businesses. And I, I wish I'd known we were going to talk about this. I would have brought you a list of, of the businesses that have left just in the last two years. It's, yeah, it it's, it's horrible. Those are jobs. Those are people. Um, and, and we need to do everything we can to not only keep them here, but because of the attractiveness of California and our, our, our workforce in that, we have the opportunity to bring businesses here by giving them incentives. Now, they're going to be a higher cost state. They're going to have to pay more in the way of wages. But you've got a lot of brain power in this state. Like I said, this place has always been entrepreneurial. New ideas come from California. And we need to build on that. Why is that? Why do you think this state has been so entrepreneurial and new ideas come? B because, because it, like my dad, World War II, he's not going to go back to South Dakota. He loved it. It was great. But there's a different mindset here. And he found opportunity uh, in, in doing different metallurgical applications and, and research. People come here uh, and they have new ideas and they're encouraged they're encouraged to come up with their new ideas and try it. And usually it doesn't work. But usually it doesn't work. Usually it doesn't work. But the fourth time, guess what? And that's the nature of the beast in Silicon Valley. That's how Silicon Valley uh, started in, in um, uh, uh, Mr. Hewlett's you know, garage um, and, and, and the semiconductor because we had Stanford, we had UC Berkeley there, and they were, they were there. And we have that here. We have it up and down the state of California. It's, it's, an, it's an attitude of, of not being afraid to try. Not being afraid to try. And yeah, maybe you don't make it first time, but you try, try again. And, and that's just, that's a spirit that a lot of people here in California have. Why are so many people leaving California? It wasn't long ago, people from everywhere wanted to move to the Golden State to enjoy a better life. Sadly, the standard of living has been dropping in the past decade. Are you like me and wonder why this is happening? I'm Siamak Korami, host of California Insider. In our film, Leaving California, The Untold Story, I take you an intimate journey of love, loss, tragedy, and hope as residents face the prospect of leaving their beloved state. Everyday people like you tell their stories about why they have to move out of the state even though they don't want to. Experts and policymakers also give insights about what's happening behind the scenes. Together, we get to the root cause of this exodus. Go to leavingcalifornia.com to view the first 15 minutes of the film for free. By watching Leaving California, you can be part of the solution. Again, go to leavingcalifornia.com. There is a lot of regulations and new laws that, that uh, people complain about in the business community. Do you think that this spirit might get affected by the regulation? And you mentioned taxes going up. Or yeah, there's no, there's no question that if you want to encourage what we're talking about, you have to be very, very circumspect about what legislation you're putting into the hopper in Sacramento. Um, I mean, usually when they do legislation, if, uh, assuming it's not social engineering stuff, all right, and there's a lot of that in Sacramento, 
But let's say it's, it's legislation to try so to the help. Social engineering is the DEI and like board uh, members. Uh, being, yeah. Yes, all, all that, exactly. Um, but when a lot of times there's legislation that has very good intent, but the problem is in the good intent, you also have to see, well, what are the potential adverse consequences? And I don't think they always balance that and think that all the way through. I think uh, when it comes to Sacramento, we don't always see that, in my opinion. And uh, I think the question is, is this something that we really need? Does this really help the people? Uh, or does it become a drag and have an adverse impact such that maybe people say, you know what, too much regulation, I'm out of here. Do you think the, the media has a role in all this too? The media has a huge role in it. I think one of the problems that we have is there's not enough emphasis put on what's going on in California. Um, I think we had that in the past, but we all know uh, newspapers are shutting down. They're shutting down their Sacramento news bureaus, for example. They've done that. Uh, and you get, you get much of your, your knowledge on the internet. Well, the internet isn't particularly objective. And I'm not sure that people are wise enough to understand and ask the question, well, what, what am I reading here? And what's the source for this? And is this the truth? I think we've kind of gotten away from that. And the thing I've always appreciated about traditional media was in journalism classes, it was always about get to the facts, get to the facts, get to the facts, and then let the people determine, choose how they feel about what they've just read in the facts. Um, I think there's a problem with that today. And I think uh, we have traditional um, media is to a great extent gone. Uh, and to the extent it's there, I think there's a, a great deal of bias. Uh, and then so people are getting their information. I go with this, I'm, I'm looking at my, this is my iPhone here. <laughs> and, and I look at this to get my, my facts. And that's kind of scary. Uh, I see that, that California, believe it or not, the bill just went through, was signed by the governor to teach, um, in essence, I'm probably not saying this right, but to teach in high school, high school students, how to look at social media and determine whether it's true or not. It's a little scary to me. Um, if I've got a really good teacher who understands facts, it's okay, because I think kids need to learn that. But you know what, could be a little bit of social engineering also. And this day and age, there's concerns about government and objectivity and truth. Now, Joe, with all your experience, uh, and can you, uh, do you have any advice for Californians? And what you see, you're, you're a mayor of your city, you've been involved with your city for many years, and you've seen the changes, what's happening in California, and, and you're a tax attorney and you grew up here. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any recommendations for Californians? Uh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> I still think this is a, a great place to live. Our costs are high. And remember, in California, it's primarily because of land costs. Um, and this is the best state in the country. Geographically, there's no place like it in the United States of America. And intellectually, I don't really think there's any place like it in terms of opportunity and entrepreneurial spirit. But what we have to do is we have to make sure that we don't get so far afield into um, trying to be the leaders in, in social issues. 
that we forget that at the end of the day, it's about raising a family and, and basic public safety and allowing parents to raise their children and providing the, the infrastructure for that and letting them be responsible uh, for their children and not, not the government. Um, as you can tell, I'm, uh, conservative values is, is where I'm, I'm from. And just giving people opportunity uh, to, to experience that. And that's what, for in my community, I very much uh, want to make sure that um, I'd like Whittier to be the, for Southern California, the best place to raise a family. Safe, good schools, good water, um, an attitude of looking out for each other, and volunteerism, helping each other, uh, from people who are young all the way to those who are older. I think that's what people want, and I think that's what they, they, they really, really strive for. The question is, as government, are we going to get in the way of that, or are we going to facilitate it? That's, that's where I'm at. Now, do you have any other thoughts for our audience? I just want to encourage people. There's a lot of grass is greener syndrome going on right now. In other words, um, uh, I don't like the way things are. I'm going to get a job somewhere else, or um, there's more opportunities in other places. There's no question that we as a, um, a state um, have an issue in terms of the next generation be able to own a home in that. And that's a tough, tough issue for us. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but um, the state is, is pushing down on, on, on local government, what we call these regional housing need assessment numbers. Whittier has 3,439 homes that we have to be able to provide uh, and give a developer an opportunity. Whittier is a build-out city, and yet um, at the same time we're being told we got to do this, the Department of Finance is putting out numbers saying that, hey, population's going down. We lost a congressional seat. Population's going down. So we're being told by Sacramento, on the one hand, you've got to build more housing, you've got to build blah, 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 blah. And yet they got those numbers, uh, Housing Community Development got that from the Department of Finance a number of years ago, and yet the current numbers shows California's declining in population. So to force local government to come up with new housing opportunities is completely, there's a disconnect going on in Sacramento. So uh, Whittier, for example, uh, filed a lawsuit on it. We've been joined a lawsuit saying, wait, you guys are, you, you don't even have your numbers right. You guys are the state government and you can't get it right. How are we supposed to implement that? And you're telling us what to do. And in the meantime, my people are saying, I've already got too many crowded freeways and, and we're a build out city. Where are you gonna put everybody? There's a disconnect with what's going on in Sacramento, state government, and what's going on at local government level. Level. It seems like you guys, as a city, you're offering a lot of services for the amount of tax you're taking in, and most of it is going to the state government, right? Is there a lot of connection between what you guys are working together with the state level government? Is there not mutual respect right now between the cities and the local government and the, the state? There's, there is a definite divide between the state and what's going on in Sacramento and what's going on at the local government level. It's not what we at local government want. 
It's not political, right? Does it matter if the, the, the local government is a Democrat or Republican? N no, it's not really. It's not really a partisan situation. It's it's uh, it's philosophy of of um, of what how I think state people think things should be happening at at at, at the local level, and. Um, you know, our hope always is that when somebody who's at the local government level gets elected to Sacramento, that they'll take with them up to Sacramento and, and understand that, um, yeah, they've got to go through their process and it's government. I mean, it's democracy. It's the most inefficient form of government in the world, but it's the best. And you, you get together and you figure out what the issues are and you come to, you come to some kind of conclusion because at the end of the day, it's about what's best for all the people. And we're not having that the way we should right now. Do you think the state government is losing touch with the people? Is it, do you think it's getting further away from the people? I think there has been a losing touch thing going on for a while now. And um, much of it just has to do with, with um, there's some philosophy issues going on. But the issues, uh, a lot there, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, all right, because there's a lot of stuff that that we agree on. You know, water is a huge one. That's you know, uh, we should be agreeing more on s public safety. We're not. Um, my hope is that we'll be moving more back um, to common sense, more centrist uh, position relative to public safety. There's there's a number of issues where they're really not partisan, but for some reason we can't always get together. Can't we all get along? In the famous words of Rodney King. Joe Venetieri, mayor of Whittier and tax expert. It was great to have you on California Insider. It's great to be here. And uh, actually, when I walked in the studio, I looked at you and said, I've seen you on TV. So this is a great time. I'm glad we could be together. And thank you for what you're doing because um, we have so much stuff going on in California. It's so much really good stuff. Uh, and there's some issues we need to deal with. But the more that you can put your spotlight on it, the better. Thank you. If you haven't checked out CaliforniaInsider.com, we highly recommend you do that now because we're going to have a lot of news and videos there. And on top of what we have there right now, we're building a really big platform to cover what's happening in California. So you can be informed. We're going to have more shows, more videos from all aspects of life in California. Go to CaliforniaInsider.com and we'll see you there.